0: This business news podcast is supported by Hopgood Gannam Lawyers. Our knowledge and expertise has been delivering exceptional outcomes for nearly 50 years.
1: All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing.
2: Good afternoon, it's Jacinta Burton with your Thursday afternoon headlines. Jim Chalmers has made his first public appearance in Perth since the election, telling an audience of business leaders that it was unlikely everyone would be happy with the government's industrial relations reforms. Addressing the Chamber of Commerce and Industry of WA this morning, Dr Chalmers hailed WA's role in Labor's win at the May election, while also confirming the federal government would not seek any changes to the state's GST carve-up or the domestic gas reservation policy. It comes one week after Dr Chalmers handed down his first budget as Treasurer and declared spending would need to be reasonable, affordable and sustainable amid a global downturn and an uptick in inflation. Still, the government has committed to lifting wages growth in real terms through its Secure Jobs Better Pay Bill, which has faced stiff opposition from Senate crossbenchers and industry groups. Central to the bill is the reintroduction of multi-employer bargaining, which was widely retired in the 1980s in favour of enterprise bargaining. CCIWA Chief Executive Chris Rodwell is among the bill's opponents, last month labelling it one of the greatest threats to productivity in a generation. Dr Chalmers today was adamant the government had held respectful discussions with the business community in relation to the bill, with most accepting anaemic wages growth as a problem. And in other news, new data has revealed just how much WA businesses contributed to the federal Treasury during the pandemic, with 10 corporates paying $27.5 billion in the year to June 2021. The latest transparency data from the Australian Taxation Office shows 10 businesses with substantial operations or headquarters in WA among the top 20 contributors nationally. Australia's biggest taxpayers are BHP Group at $7.3 billion and Rio Tinto at $6.2 billion. Gina Reinhart's Empire paid more than $3 billion between Roy Hill Holdings and Hancock Prospecting, and FMG paid $5.8 billion. Woodside Energy said it had paid about $390 million in company tax in that financial year, while the company's total bill for taxes and royalties would be about $2 billion this calendar year. The ATO said the data released today covered about 2,468 entities which paid a combined $68.6 billion. That was up 19.8% from the previous year. Australia had one of the highest levels of tax compliance in the world, sitting at 96%. And finally, investor relations and communications firm Citadel Magnus has closed a bumper $50 million sale to US company Moro Sidali, with two Perth executives among the big winners. The sale was first reported last month, but Business News has since obtained further details on the transaction after it was officially completed on October 31. Company founder John Gardner, who retained a 9% stake after retiring from the business last year, was paid out in cash. The other vendors who still work in the business are believed to have received a mix of equity and cash. These include Michael Weir who took charge of the Perth office after Mr Gardner's exit at the end of last year. Mr Weir is understood to have lifted his stake in the business last year to about 10%. His purchase was tied to a sell down by Mr Gardner who previously held about a 26% stake in the company. The biggest winner from the acquisition was Sydney based co-founder Peter Brooks who had retained his full 26% stake. The transaction valued Citadel Magnus at about $50 million on an enterprise value. After adjusting for transaction costs and other factors, the net proceeds were believed to be closer to $46 million. And coming up next, Senior Editor Mark Byer discusses shifts in the rankings of environmental services firms and offers highlights from his recent conversation with Ecosyn.
0: Hopgood Ganim Lawyers is one of Australia's leading independent legal advisory firms. For nearly 50 years, our knowledge and expertise has delivered exceptional outcomes for our clients, giving them the most accurate, appropriate and usable guidance. We invest time and expertise to build trusted alliances with our clients and to understand their commercial drivers, which enables us to deliver over and above what a traditional legal firm offers. To find out what we can do for you, visit hopgoodganom.com.au. Hopgood Ganim Lawyers exceptional outcomes
1: welcome back to At close of business i'm jordan murray today joined by senior editor mark byer mark how are you this afternoon
0: always a pleasure
1: On a Wednesday we're talking about features and the feature that leads the latest edition of Business News is environmental services. Going to your lead-in piece, uh, it seems global businesses are increasing in local presence in this sector and WSP, an outfit you note is uh, closely associated with engineering, now sits atop the data and insights environmental services companies lists. How did they get there and what other global firms are changing the makeup of this list this year?
0: So look, WSP is not a brand that's particularly well known in the Australian market and certainly not in the mining industry, uh, but that's a Canadian company and from its engineering roots, it's uh, completed at least half a dozen very substantial acquisitions around the world in recent years. And some of those have had a big impact on their presence in the Australian market. Uh, most notably last year they bought a company Golder Associates. Um, now that's also a global business, uh, but it was one of the big players in environmental services in the WA market. WSP also bought GreenCap, that was a small, relatively small business that had been owned by West farmers, um, and that's on top of a number of other big international transactions. So they've really morphed into one of these very diversified, multidisciplinary consulting groups uh, with sort of engineering as one of their core skill sets, but much broader than that now. Um, In Perth, they've got about 540 people, um, including around 200 environmental specialists. But that's just part of it. There's been a whole range of other big transactions. Uh, WSP globally, in fact, announced a takeover bid for RPS earlier this year. They were subsequently trumped by a US company, Tetra Tech. Uh, now, they're known in the local market. They've got about three businesses here. The biggest one is Coffee. Um, and it looks like they're now going to buy RPS as well. So that's more consolidation happening. Uh, another one, SLR Consulting. They bought 360 Environmental last year And then subsequent to that bought another business, Wetland Research and Management, um, also Perth-based. Stantec, they're another big Canadian company that's been making acquisitions in this space. So look, um, really significant change and it's affected uh, the industry both globally but certainly in Western Australia as well. And in terms of the reasons for there being
1: so much activity in this space, uh, is there a reason for it and is there precedent for it? Have we seen a a period in time in, in Perth where there has been this much activity before?
0: I guess the environmental consulting firms are a bit of a barometer of what's going on in the economy. So every big infrastructure project, every large land development, certainly every large mining and resources project uh, these environmental consulting firms have a significant role to play in both the, the planning, the approvals, um, the compliance um, in the you know, management of those projects. And then this big sort of mega trend that we're seeing globally towards decarbonisation and renewable energy, You know that's generating a huge uptick in demand for their services. So everyone that I spoke to for this feature... Um, like many industries in WA flat chat and really battling to keep up with the demand for their services and look you're right these things tend to come around in cycles about 10 years ago and listeners will recall that was the last big resources boom uh, that was a period of time when you had so companies like the US engineering firm Jacobs that's when they bought SKM um, Acom they bought URS Uh, WSP, they bought Parsons Brinkerhoff. So, you know, there's the boom, there's all the acquisitions, the consolidation. Then they all shed staff when the market tapers off and now they're all sort of furiously cranking up again to meet the demand.
1: Coming back to WSP, you spoke to their regional director, Doug Stewart, and he gave you a bit of an insight into the firm's growth. What did he have to say?
0: Look, Doug's saying that if you look back at where WSP was at in Perth two or three years ago, it's changed really quite dramatically uh, to where it is now. Um, I guess for them, a big part of it is that with Golda coming in, the services they've got match up with what they see as the demand in the marketplace. He said, look, you know, Perth's a resources town. So mining, oil and gas, energy, that's a big part of their business now. Uh, that's layered on top of transport, uh, which had always been a big part of the business. Uh, so as well as the acquisitions, he said they've added about 100 people through organic growth. Um, so they've been furiously out there recruiting uh, to help them keep up with the demand for their services.
1: Given we're in the boom at the moment as well, uh, where else is there room for growth and is there space for other competitors to enter the market?
0: I think every time you see these periods of consolidation, there's always the gap for the small, you know, smaller, nimble players to come in and, um, meet the needs of the market, perhaps with a different price point. And so there's a few firms that have been growing quite substantially. So Emerge Associates, they're a Perth-based company. Uh, Western Environmental, um, they're pretty uh, a Perth-based company that's growing. And then national firm, SenServer, they've got a growing presence in WA. So you've got sort of the niche players there. But then amidst all of that change, uh, one company that also stands out is GHD. Now, they're a bit like what WSP has become, a sort of multidisciplinary services firm um, with a whole range of sort of engineering and specialist consulting services. They're ranked number two on our database for environmental consulting firms. I caught up with Nick Holdsworth. Now, Nick's view is that, and he's been in the industry a long time, worked across a range of firms, and his sense is that GHD has always had a real commitment to the environmental part of their practice rather than being an add-on. And one example that he gave me that I found quite fascinating, uh, one of their clients is Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners. Now, they're a European organisation, huge in wind energy, and they're looking to develop a couple of very large renewable energy projects, uh, one up in the Murchison region. And the scale of these things that people are talking about is phenomenal. Um, 700 wind turbines, 10,000 hectares of solar panels. And when you're doing a project of that scale, it's just the full gamut of services that a firm like GHD can offer is called upon. Um, So that's sort of an illustration of where the demand is coming from.
1: We're talking a lot about global firms, but for this feature, you also spoke to Ecoscene, which are a small Perth-based consultancy firm. Uh, Tell me a bit about the appeal in speaking to them and maybe what you learned from having a conversation
0: with them. Well, look, I don't know. I'd say Mm -hmm. mid-sized because Ecoscene has grown to be quite substantial, caught up with Julian Kruger, who heads up the business. Now, Ecoscene itself has had a corporate restructure so a lot of people in the market would be familiar with Astron Environmental Services. So they're an environmental consulting firm. They've been around for something like 25 years. Um, founded originally in Karratha uh, by Peter and Vicky Long. And if you're up that way, as I was recently, Peter is the mayor of the city of Karatha these days. Uh, but it's morphed from being a, you know, a small regional environmental consulting business to now being headquartered in Perth and a pretty substantial operation in its own right. The next big step though that Julian took was to get more into the technology side. So he set up a company called eMapper. Now that emerged out of the growing use of drones and remote sensing technology. He realised pretty early on though that drones are just a commodity, you know, everybody can put up a drone. The point of difference though is how do you process all the data that you can capture from aerial surveys and aerial mapping? So Emap has got a big software team, and so he's recently brought together those different businesses under the EcoScene banner. And then the third one that he's doing is absolutely fascinating. He's talking about, um, I guess, what people call nature positive. So that's a a nascent sector. Um, It's all about the global focus on biodiversity and finding nature-based solutions for climate for climate change, uh, what does that mean in practice? Well, one specific thing that they're doing is looking to create a market in non-fungible tokens to monetize biodiversity. So you can have a, a localized, community-based biodiversity project, and people will create NFTs, uh, which is something that gets sort of, if you like, stored on the blockchain. And not cryptocurrencies, mind you, blockchain, very important difference. And it's really a way of people investing in biodiversity. And they're not alone in doing this. Uh, KPMG is doing some support work with them. Uh, Deloitte's put out a big report on it. The federal government themselves uh, talking about establishing a market uh, for biodiversity certificates. So it's pretty out there but um, it's really fascinating to see a Perth company at that leading edge. An excellent read in the latest edition of Business News,
1: which you can pick up now, or if you'd like, head online to businessnews.com.au, scroll down to the Special Reports tab. In the meantime, Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thank The Jordan. latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.
0: This business news podcast is supported by Hopgood Gannon Lawyers. Our knowledge and expertise has been delivering exceptional outcomes for nearly
1: 50 years.